episode 194 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. We're your hosts, Brooke and Farron. Hi. (laughs) I realized that we have changed up our intro, and we haven't been saying that for like the past five episodes, so I'm Brooke. And I'm Farron. (laughs) Kind of like Karen, but with an F, as in fish. I had no idea what you were about to say, but there we go. Well, I think I have to choose something besides fish because they still want to say sarin with an S. What? So maybe Frank because fish ends with that S. Yeah. Don't make me nerd out. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, we're here and we're going to start our study on Ephesians. Yay, which is exciting. So when I... The way we do this is we read through Ephesians and we have a Google Doc and we type in verses that we really like. And have you ever, remember back in the good old Austin College days where you're studying for a test and you're highlighting the important things and then you look down and the whole thing's highlighted? Oh gosh. That's how I felt when we were going through Ephesians to pick our verses. That is how I knew I didn't have a chance. (laughs) (laughs) And I should have started studying sooner. Oh man. So we had... If we're doing our fave five of Ephesians, fave five of Ephesians for Farron, oh <laughs> it was really hard to eliminate. So y'all are going to have homework per use. Yeah. And I think kudos to you. If we don't cover your favorite verse from Ephesians, that just says, hey, you're awesome. You've read it and you've picked out a favorite. So yes. Follow along to see if our favorites are your favorites. Look at that. matching up. But my favorite part about going through each of these books is you hear scripture quoted all the time, but then to be like, oh, it's in this book and just remembering where to find it. Yeah. I like that. Yes, I do too, Farron. Have you ever um, gone back and watched a movie from your childhood? Yeah. And you're like, that's where that quote comes from? (laughs) I've been saying this my whole life. (laughs) Yes. Emperor's New Groove. I didn't realize is responsible for like half of our family's quotes. Oh yeah, hit me with some of your favorites. I love Emperor's New Group. I, I, the one I used as a teacher all the time was no touchy, no touchy, touchy. Yes, <laughs> I say boom baby from there a lot. Okay, but you, your family has as one I try too. to kick something down. Well, boom baby, <laughs> Princess Bride is that? I love the Princess oh, Bride. Okay, that that was yours. And then Jacob's family's movie that they quote all the time is Blue Streak. I love Blue Streak. Okay, so see, it's like you quote these things. It's nice to go back and remember where yes. where did that even come from. So it, It's sad whenever a movie doesn't hold up and you're like, oh, this is either wildly inappropriate now or this is not very funny anymore. That's the one, Mighty Ducks. I should not have. We started watching it and it was one of those things mm-hmm. where I was like, eh, let's watch something else. But someday we'll circle back to Mighty my, Ducks. Everyone but me loves Mighty Ducks in my house, which I don't not love it. But I'm not going quack, 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 just for fun. I liked the dramatic ice skating. He's like in the rink and there just yeah. happens to be a spotlight on him when he's all by himself. And Who's it's like there? steaming. <laughs> Why is the ice steaming? Okay, we digress. All this is about Ephesians. This will show God you God made ducks. Yep. There we go. Challenge accepted. <laughs> we will find a way to bring it back. To ducks. Okay, so we are going to read this verse here in a second, but overall, <laughs> <laughs> arching theme of Ephesians, it's, it's really cool how it's split up. So the first chapters, one through three, it's the gospel story in a snapshot. I'm sure, you can go back and read the actual Matthew, Mark, Luke, John, hear the first hint experience, um, but it snapshots the gospel story, and then chapters four through six, it's how you should be living out that life now which is really cool. So it's, here's the information. Here's how you live it out. Go. (laughs) Go do the thing. Go do the thing with the stuff. 
Yes, so having that context is really good when you're, uh, if you're reading Ephesians for the first time, it'll kind of help make it less overwhelming. So thank you, Brooke, for that synopsis. Oh, you're welcome. Okay, so the winner for the first one. First fave of the fave five in Ephesians. Yes, it's (laughs) chapter 2, verse 10, which means please go back and read chapter 1. Again, we had a ton of verses from chapter one. We had to, you have to eliminate something. So sorry, chapter one. We still love you though. So Ephesians 2.10, Farron, go for it with the ESV. Okay. So it says, for we are his worksmanship created in Christ Jesus for good works, which God prepared beforehand that we should walk in them. Okay. And the NLT says, for we are God's masterpiece. He has created us anew in Christ Jesus. So we can do the good things he planned for us long ago. Okay, so we're hearing worksmanship, masterpiece, that sort of thing. So think about masterpiece in your head. I am a little bit of an art nerd. Whenever I was studying in college and teaching in the early years, I nerded out on art. Oh, yeah. I don't know that I knew that because we didn't really become besties (laughs) until a couple years later. So, yeah, I had, when I was in Spain for a semester, I had a class at the Prado, which was nice. so cool. So every Tuesday night, we got to walk the Prado and mm-hmm. learn about all the stuff, which I totally nerded out. Mm-hmm. So, yes, all this to say, I can appreciate the masterpiece thing of it. It's not just, have you ever looked at art and you're just like, that's worth a million dollars? My two-year-old can do that. But, hey, <laughs> that's, <laughs> isn't that how we kind of look at the world sometimes? But we can also... Take that aside and be like, no, no, God made that person. Mm -hmm. They are a masterpiece in God's eyes. Whether I have that acquired taste or not, that's still what they are. Yeah, I'm glad you brought that up because when I first read that and read masterpiece, that's not usually the first word I use to describe myself, okay? Masterpiece, baby. (laughs) All this is on purpose. (laughs) (laughs) I don't need to change it. What? <laughs> uh, anywho, so yes, I think it's a good reminder that when if we're extremely self-critical and if we struggle with those thoughts that just seem to be self-defeating all the time to remember that we are, in fact, a masterpiece. And I do think it's important to mention, too, that for God, it's something maybe instant, but it still is uh, it requires work, right? Mm-hmm. Thinking about different paintings. Yeah. The artist had to conceptualize it, probably painted and repainted over, and yeah. it's intricate, I guess is what I'm trying to say. So again, I don't believe that anyone's here by fluke or accident, that you know there is a purpose, yeah. and so this is just a really good reminder right off the top. Yeah, what I'm hearing you say is intentional. He was intentional about exactly every piece of you, not just physical, but like your personality, mm-hmm. your quirks, your passions, your giftings, all of that was specifically designed just for you and your body to live out here on earth, mm-hmm. which is really cool to think about. Yes. So when it, when it talks about so that we can do the good things he planned for us, um, that made me think back to our Fruits of the Spirit section we did, and we have that resource for you. It's a 30-day Fruit of the Spirit Bible reading plan. That's our resource shout-out for the week. But if we're doing those good things and those good works God planned for us, that's also going to show love, joy, peace, patience. All that jazz. Exactly. So just to reiterate what you said, if you're struggling with the idea that you're one of God's masterpieces, 
using that resource can help you identify your giftings and the areas that you have talents in and what makes you special, like a masterpiece. Um, And then, as you said too, Brooke, it doesn't stop there. So recognizing that you're God's masterpiece would hopefully spur you to live out a life full of good works for the calling he's given, given you. Right. And so that leads nicely into the prayer section of our episode today. So if you are feeling like, wait, hold on. First, I got to realize that I am a masterpiece, number one. So if you, let's say you're lacking in self-confidence, and this will, we can talk about this in our tell section too. Like if your kid is lacking confidence, we'll get there. But you can pray for knowing that God has made you unique and you are a masterpiece with all the things he's put together and you do have a plan and a purpose designed just for you. Yeah, the, the phrase that comes to mind is praying to God, asking him to help you see you the way he sees you. Mm-hmm. Um, not by any other standards or uh, worldly views, but God, how do you see me? Help me to see me the way you see me. And it's one of those things like I could sit here and tell you, Farron, all day, you're awesome and encourage you, and but until you actually believe it for yourself, that confidence piece doesn't really kick in. But then once you take a hold of that and you're like, oh, wait, all right, yes, I am. Let's go. He's made me good at this one thing. Let me go use it. So it's that confidence piece that you can pray for as well. So, Brooke, let's say that I have some confidence. Okay. I know I'm not perfect. I do believe that I'm well-equipped. I've identified my talents. What could I pray for next? Okay, so here's the other cool part. In all these Ephesians verses that we aren't talking about this miniseries, there is a verse where... He gives us wisdom. Like it says that he gives us wisdom. He gives us that bold confidence. So he who? Paul? God. Oh, wait. Well, Paul wrote the letter. But God yes. to Paul. Anyway, so God is going to equip us, and he's going to make us boldly walk in confidence to do the things that yeah. he wants us to do. So if that's true, if we believe the Bible is true and that verse is in there, then we know that we can walk confidently, boldly, and full of wisdom. Yeah. So what we want to do is we want to pray for the wisdom to live out the good works he's called us to do. Yeah. Yeah. Awesome. Okay. Talk it up. Talk, talk it up. I am. (laughs) (laughs) The talk section of our podcast episode today. You know, I got to be a little ordinary. Okay. I, you know what? Is that a Nebraska way to say that? Because I say ornery. Well, you're wrong. (laughs) I respect your opinion. Your opinion is wrong. Thank you, Baron. I feel really confident and good about the things I'm putting out in the world. Let me just tell you, um, I'm sure I say lots of words wrong, so I never claim that. Okay, my, yeah, human beings. I exhibit never, A. Except for theater, it is not theater. It is theater. No. If you're in Texas, it's a theater. Oh my goodness! Three syllables. That one bothers me. I don't know why. <laughs> the rest, I can understand that it's possible I'm saying it wrong, but that one's unforgivable. Okay, noted. Never say theater around Farron. And I just offended half our audience, but... <laughs> Stay around for me, guys. <laughs> just pray for me. Okay, so as you're talking about Ephesians 2.10 with your people, remember, trusted inner circle, biblical community. We talk about that in our first episode of the year, so make sure you go back and listen to that, and we can talk about what your talk should look like okay so this is where you can pour into each other this is all about pouring into each other calling out what needs to be called out giving some correction and encouragement and then not just being like okay see you later but i'm gonna walk alongside you not Mm -hmm. as in like babysitter handhold but sometimes it does look like that which is fine yes i feel like brooke i've told you this before but this is one of your 
areas that God equipped you very fruitfully. (laughs) (laughs) You are a great cheerleader and encourager and motivator, uh, problem solver. So if you don't have a brook in your life, you can listen here every week. But find you a brook, or if you're the brook, thank you if you don't hear it enough. Um, but yes, have, have people to talk to. Let them know if you're not feeling like a masterpiece and uh, confide in them and they can build you up. But on the flip side, if you notice the good in others, don't hold back that that uh, observation. That can be really encouraging yeah. for the people around you. And usually, um, we always talk about following those God nudges. If you're like, wow, man, Farron is so smart, then I'm going to sit there and say, Farron, you're one of the smartest people I know. Every time you walk in a room, you're the smartest one in the room. (laughs) Oh, man, you're setting the expectation so high. I I walk around kids a lot. That's why. (laughs) The room is usually filled with children. Yes. No, thank goodness. I I guess. No, you are very smart. So it'd be silly to not call that out in you. And whenever, like, uh, with your Move Mountain stuff, like, ooh, is this going to work? Yep. I know it's going to work because you're smart in your brain. Oh, man. And God's going to equip you along the way. There's a lot of God in that, yes. So on the flip side, let's say you know your talents and giftings and your passions, but maybe you just need to talk it out with somebody to figure out what those next steps are, not to diverse, not to go back too much, but uh, wisdom. Godly wisdom, I think, is at the top of the list, but then sometimes it does help to get some ideas from those you can trust. So maybe talking with a friend saying, hey, I'm passionate about this. I feel like I have these talents. I'm not sure what to do with it. That could give you an outlet. Yeah, that's good. Also, it it doesn't necessarily have to be someone in your inner circle that you're encouraging. Yes, encourage those people. Um, I had someone come up to me the other day at church, and I... I think she hung the moon. She's so amazing. Uh, We interviewed her for our love languages, how to see God in the love languages. I think it's episode Mm 150-ish off the top of my head. Good job. Maybe not. I don't know. We'll link it. Maybe it's episode 111. But it's definitely not that one. (laughs) Don't go listen to that one. (laughs) But she came up and she said something really nice and something that I've been specifically working for and towards, and she noticed and said something. So that made me be like, yay, like someone else... Mm -hmm is noticing, like, your friend, like, Farron, you know what we're doing. You know what it's like to have a podcast and do all the things behind the scenes and run a business and start a business. So for someone else to see that, that doesn't necessarily, that's not their thing, it's cool that they noticed because mm-hmm. a lot of times if you're running a business, no one gets it except for other business runners. Or, like, if you're writing a book, no one gets it except for other people who wrote a book. Yeah. I, have you ever been given a compliment and thought that person was weird? As in, I, like, you've never you've I'm never thought about... Like, some people are like, oh, but I don't want to go say that. What if they think I'm weird? I've never gotten a compliment and thought that person is uh, weird. Yeah. Yeah. Also, if you're bad at accepting compliments, stop that now. Yeah. Just say thank you and shut your mouth. You don't have to be like, oh, I don't think so. No, just say thank you. And then you can meditate on that with God later is this really true? Are they just fluffing me up? I mean, he'll tell, God will tell you yeah. or he'll be like, Hey, no, they're right. So you need to, you need to get over yourself. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> okay. The tell portion of our podcast. So we've encouraged each other. We're spurring each other on. We know God's going to give us bold wisdom and confidence to be uh, the masterpiece he's designed us to be. Mm-hmm. How do we turn around and teach that to our kids, eight-year-olds, 15-year-olds, three-year-olds? How are we going to 
tell them that you're a masterpiece, my tiny little human. We're yes. going to have to explain that somehow. Yes, I have a wide variety of kids. Only three, but very <laughs> quite the diverse makeup. My youngest probably does not need to hear that she's a masterpiece because she's already telling everyone she is. So, so she's confident. God has given her confidence yes. there. And we're not going to blow that flame out, but we want to just, you know, harness it. it. Yeah. I've heard this illustration a lot lately that, like, I enjoy a fire when it's contained in a fireplace. Yeah. But if that same fire is not contained, then it could destroy my house. Right. So I don't want to put the fire out. I'm trying to be warm and cozy and yep. who doesn't love a good fire, but there are boundaries to it. So Darren, that's so good. It's not mine. I've it, heard it many times, so it must have been meant to be shared right now. Well, and that so that can go with a fiery spirit or like a hard-headed kid, but what about your kid who is hyperactive or high energy? That can be used for so much good. Hello, camp counselor. People who need limitless energy and can go for the entire summer. Like yes. these Sky Ranch camp workers, I mean, how do y'all do it? Yeah. It's because those kids have that god-given energy so they're using it or how can people like marathon preach at a conference all weekend they have that energy Mm -hmm. they're either god is giving it to them if they're not naturally gifted with the energy or god gave them the gift in the beginning and like you said we can hone it we don't want to snuff it out yep then i have the other end of the spectrum where we're navigating perfectionism upset at night if our grade is not above a 95 or higher. Yeah, I gotta get full GPA points. <laughs> My goodness. It's again, once again, it might be on the opposite end of the spectrum of maybe not feeling like a masterpiece. And it's good to have that drive and mm-hmm. want to get better, but still harnessing it for good. Yeah. So that makes me think of, well, in that, in that ironic there, Farron, that you are a recovering pe- perfectionist, got a perfectionist kid. So you know firsthand mm-hmm. what it can do to you mm-hmm. if you do not control it mm-hmm. or. If you don't put healthy boundaries around perfectionism, hard work is very important. It says that in the Bible, we need to work very hard uh, for the things of the Lord, right? Mm-hmm. So are we, why are we trying to get that grade? Are we getting that grade because we want to be perfect or are we aiming for that grade because we know we could do better yeah. or because we're wanting to go back and correct a mistake? If we can find out that why, that can help us kind of guide them into the purpose behind it. A lot of the discussion has been on differentiating between like grades are important but they're not my identity yes so not tying your identity into what you're producing which goes along in my opinion with this scripture as well like you are his masterpiece you were created for good works however your identity is in christ yes Ooh, that's really good see you have so much to talk about with your group so even (laughs) if you're in community right now you could talk about the different personalities of your kids give each other ideas than be able to turn around and be like, oh, well, I have a kid who's super tough and doesn't let me in. Okay, how do we deal with helping them become more vulnerable? How can we create that safe space? So you guys can bounce ideas off of each other in your talk, and then you can turn around and tell with your kiddos. Sounds like a plan. All right, so that wraps up episode 194 of the Witty and Gritty podcast. Brooke and Farron, don't forget to say us. (laughs) Who's talking? Farron. Yes. And we'll see you next week for our (laughs) second of our Fave Five. Bye.